Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. What's up? We got KK a uh, one of those um, hammocks that you can attach to a window. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, and um, my, my cousin got it. She's KK's mom. And it's like a nice one. Like, it's double-decker. Like, another cat could go on top of it. Oh. Which we're, like, good, smart. Because um, we have been discussing about getting KK a sibling just because... Yeah. He's a super social guy. And yeah. while it hasn't quite been half a year, I'm kind of like thinking about it more. It's just like, it's weird because like I've never adopted a cat on my own. Yeah, you've never had to like make a decision to adopt a cat. Right. It, they've just kind of come to you. Yeah. And, and cats also, do tend to do that. I yeah, think the cat a lot more than system. dogs do. Um, But I've also never like um been like... Uh, I've never been, like, rejected for an adoption or, like, you know, uh, and I'm, like, you know, I, I had to check my expectations when I really was starting to research it because I was just, like, oh, I'm not just going to be able to, like, walk in and be, like, oh, you're the one. I have to, like, make appointments and, like, get through all the oh, checks. Oh, I mean, and- I went to the Animal Humane Society in Woodbury and that's what I did to my gal. Well, that and that's where I think I am going to go, but it's because of COVID. A, at least oh yeah a lot of times yes, they want you to make of. an appointment but i it, they might be rolling that back i don't know i'm still doing research on it and it's still it's not like happening anytime soon you guys will know when it does happen um but yeah like and i mean we are getting to kitten season so there's probably gonna be a bit of an explosion of just cats in general and me and my cousin have talked about it and like she's been like really good she's like i don't want to pressure you because you know she's worried about uh kk and i'll have a friend and because he's he's such yeah. a social guy like he's like he wanted to be hobbit's daddy like so he wanted Aww. to be hobbit's mom like he wanted to so he like deserves- so are you gonna get kk uh his own child for, well, yeah, and I I haven't really decided if I want to like do a boy cat again or a girl cat, but it might just end up be whoever I end up meeting. And but I, yeah. I do think we want to get someone a little bit younger. I'm Kiki's like five, so I was thinking like yeah, uh, uh, I, uh, like two would probably be the oldest. But like I'm not looking to adopt yeah. a senior just because I want to get a cat who. Not that seniors can't be good with cats, but. Someone who will be around. But they're more set in their ways. The younger they are, the more kind of socially malleable. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the plan right now. But we're still like taking it slow. And I'm, it's going to be like a me decision. Um, and my cousin's like being very yeah. understanding. Like nothing. We're, but it's, we're just like, we were talking about him. And um, he's doing good, by the way, guys. I know I've talked about he's been yeah. having some time. But anyway, he got this little thing. And it's perfect because we put it right where the birds are. And he just sit the first day we put it up, he immediately went in there and slept in there for three hours. Oh, bless <laughs> his little soul. We didn't think he would go up because we're like, oh, it's like kind of cold because it's right on the window and it's it's been chilly recently. Um, nope. And he like goes in there and it's funny because the birds still come up. But he also like watch like wa- likes watching the traffic. And, like, watch- <laughs> watching like other stuff that's going on. Like when we first put up, like and the lights are flashing, he was like <gasps> Whoa. It's like, he's bro, like oh my goodness you have your cat tree right there you could have been watching this from he's like this is awesome though <laughs> i've never seen this it is from- a whole new experience yeah so he's super into it um and that's ha- that has been the highlight of this past week how how have you been how are the how's the how's the boy and the gal oh well you know the boy um oh also, people happy sent me a lot of crumble cookies for my birthday oh right yeah, and uh, the guy was able to get a hold of half of a brownie batter cookie. The guy is Vinny a dog, just for context. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> there, <laughs> there isn't just a... Gosh, if my brother was still here, it'd be like, oh, yeah, my brother, uh, he got one. You know, we had to take the rolled up newspaper, give him a thwack on the nose. Vinny. Yes, Vinny. Vinny's the only guy we keep around. Who decided to eat probably the worst cookie yeah, honestly, like, bro, if you had eaten the peanut butter cookie, the, it would have been sugar fine. One. Yeah, like they're not sugar great cookies, for a dog. Fine. Like, you don't want him to have no. too many sweets. But the but the it's most brownie chocolate. batter chocolate <laughs> the most cookie. chocolate possible one. And it's not like like if it was a homemade one, I'd also think I wouldn't be as worried. But like this is like one of those crumble cookies, so it's like anything could be in there. So a nail. rich. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Purple Cupcake, don't come for me. Um, yeah. So uh, he went to the he went to the vet and they forced him to throw up and mm-hmm. he was fine. <laughs> My girlfriend was very upset, but you know what? He probably like he got to chase it again on the way out. Uh, and, he, you know, he's fine. And honestly, a lot of the times that happens with folks. And it, what's good is one, you knew what he ate. Yep. Although could not find the detailed ingredients of the cookie online, which I was a bit frustrated oh. with. And he threw up. I remember I'm, I'm, <laughs> when you were telling us this in the group chat, I felt I was like, I will never text you this ever again. But Vinny, please vomit. <laughs> like, I'll never <laughs> wish this upon you, uh, like on a regular day. But right now it is all we need is for you to barf, bud. <laughs> Yeah, but so he he's fine. Nothing, nothing's wrong. Yeah, he's all good. I mean, he's probably still just you know riding that high of he did get to eat a brownie batter cookie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's like worth it. Can they like not really taste sweet? I guess I'm not sure. I don't actually. I don't know the details of that about cats. Future cat fact. Put that in the bucket. Um, I do know cats can't taste sweet. That is because that's been a thing with warrior cats because. They somebody commented that honey was sweet once, and people were like, "Oh, cats can't taste sweet." <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what dogs uh, if their taste buds are too different. Um, but still, it's something he shouldn't have gotten, and he got it, and that's like the that's the yeah. whole thing is. And I'm sure there's probably butter and other stuff in there. He was like, "Ooh, oh yeah, I'm sure there was a lot." I mean, he he'll eat anything. I mean, you know, while we're cooking, I'll give him veggies. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, he'll eat. He'll eat anything. He's a so we've all got to get used to having a dog that is ready and willing to jump up on the coffee table. It's not far for him to jump. He can reach the coffee table easily. Yeah. No, that if he can, he will. But it was hey, so. it was an accident, and it ended up resolving. Yep. He's fine. He's fine. So yeah. he's like I said, he he's probably just stoked that he got to eat that cookie. H- have you read anything? Yes, actually, I've been on a um, real, like, spooky things in the woods kind of kick. Oh, good. Fun. Um, So I read The Dark Between the Trees by Fiona Barnett, and that one's about um, gals exploring an England forest that people don't really go in. Oh, so a good idea. Not a good idea at all. They're looking for proof that a certain like military group like way back in like i don't know like the 1600s or something Mm. had like been through but we are in tandem in the book figuring out what happened to those soldiers so we're going back and forth between the past and the present and that's kind of fun oh okay that's fun but not great for. and then i I read the deep by alma katsu and i yeah, I got to that one because I started reading another one of her books first, but this one came. Th- this one was available first, so mm-hmm. I read the deep. Um, and that one's about uh, something spooky happening on the Titanic before the Titanic sinks. And that one's again doing some fun stuff where we're going like back and forth through time to like figure things out. So that was fun. And then now I am on The Hunger, also by Alma Katsu, which is the one about the Donner Party. Hmm. So it's kind of like a fictional retelling of the Donner Party and adding some spooky stuff to it. The spookiest thing about the Donner Party was racism. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that was definitely the racism isn't spooky. It's just bad. Yeah, that's true. Spooky is like a positive thing in my in my book. Yeah, that's true. I should Uh, say the scariest. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that. It's it's fun. I'm just on a spooky kick. Mm hmm spookiest thing i have is i don't know how to read still sorry that's okay read for me i will i will read for you <laughs> because i'm ember heart and i'm tangleton and this is warrior cats what is that Kit's not dead yet, but is no did lose a tail, which did lose a tail. We don't know if that tail is going to go to heaven or not. 
or rather we don't know no. which heaven. <laughs> um, there's like still that weird thing with um, uh, uh, Daisy and um, White Cloudtail. Cloudtail, yeah, just kind of being a <laughs> Snowface. It's Snowface, yeah, kind of being a bad dad or not a bad dad, bad husband. Yeah, Brambleclaw like was like ah crap another thing and that's going to stop me from becoming a W and then felt really bad and I don't think he felt bad enough um, about it. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't have time to dwell on it too long because he found out his boyfriend's leaving to go back to, which I, if I if I left, like if I left my way of life and to go live somewhere else, uh, we one, we don't know why he came back and also he brought Brooke, which, okay, so um, fun. And if I had the choice of, like, hey, you can go live with, like, the people who've always kind of helped you, protected you, you have friends there, or the people who stood by as you almost got murdered and or and then watched yeah. a man die for you, I probably would choose to live. Because Leopard Star's still leader. Like, I would choose. Yeah, to, I yeah. would definitely choose to not live with them. But apparently, um, I guess it would be annoying to, all, to always have. But RiverClan always makes comments like that. So who even cares? Um, yeah, they're, I mean, we do have a, um, a, a graphic novel, a really great graphic novel that takes place in between the two series about Feathertail and dealing with the trauma of this and like with her own clan, like, you know, trying to kill her. And I think that's really great. But in there it is, she's like, I would leave. She's like, I would go to ThunderClan, but Stormfur wants to stay because he's friends with everybody. They're not good friends, I don't think. No, they're bad friends. I think, hey, Maureen, if you were ever in a situation where you were getting sacrificed or, like, about to get murdered, I would say something. I would do everything Thank I you. could to stop that and not let yeah. someone, my uncle, die in your stead or your uncle. I don't know. I forget how kind of how they're related. Um, uh, they are. Um, were they related? Yes, because a bit a, a little more distant, uh, yeah. Mistyfoot and Stormfur are cousins with right. Oh, Stonefur are cousins with Stormfur and Featherkit's Feathertail's mom. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I wouldn't let your second cousin die for you. I would, I would, I, yes. I would try my best to make sure no one died in that case. Um, because I care about you. Yeah, and I know it's wrong. No matter how I don't know. Um, and but so. That all happened. We don't really know what that's all about yet, but apparently they're back now, okay? But they went somewhere else, okay? It doesn't seem like they're just visiting, so I'm confused about what's happening there, but that's not too important right now because Leafpool um, <laughs> is having troubles because she, as I said, is playing Holy Telephone. Um, she's the Holy Telephone uh, operator, and it's not a very well-paying well -paying gig because apparently when they they're all supposed to meet up and mothwing wasn't there so she couldn't ah uh, yeah she wasn't able to give her message that um was it mudfur or mud uh yeah mudfur uh, mudfur mud yeah mudfur was like please and literally saw her in the dreams and he was like Ugh. so <laughs> but he didn't want to like say what was going on and then she's like i really like I understand her reasoning to not go because she, yes, same. Uh, she's everything's kind of raw right now at home. So yeah, I know she's gonna. I know something bad's gonna happen in River Clan, and she's gonna blame herself. But you and know what? River Clan deserves it right now because they've just things are not. But how I would like to say this does set up. This is just the backlog. But I was thinking about this. I'm like, are they bringing Storm for back? To ensure that uh, Mr. Hawkfrost does not become deputy. <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> Mistyfoot sent a pigeon up to the mountains. Like she's like, get back here. Get back here. I can't do if I, if so, if, if Le Leopard Star dies and I become leader, I have to pick this guy and I don't like him. He has bad vibes. Yeah. He's so many bad vibes. 
just all around. But I was like, I was like, maybe I don't, I was like, I don't think that will happen because I don't know if Stormfur would be a good candidate because he did actively leave. And yes, he did come back. But like, if, think about the the person who was leader in ThunderClan before um, a Blue Star, uh, Pine Star. Pine if Star, Pine Star yeah. like, came back like a couple months later, I don't think anyone would be like, okay, cool, you're leader again. No, that definitely wouldn't happen. And I suppose that's... But, um, but I mean, they did also almost allow him to be killed. So I think that cancels out. Yeah, but like also, did you you think then they're gonna be like cool with you being a deputy? Then you think, oh, we feel bad, so you get a good position. That sucks. No, probably not. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm it, right now. It seems like the authors are doing something in River Clan, but I'm just kind of ignoring it because River Clan's like being more dramatic than Thunder Clan. So for far once. away, like too much is happening yeah. there. For once, it's not uh, 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 Shadow Clan, but what's happening now? Brambleclaw watches Ashfur leaving Leafpool's den. There are fresh cobwebs over his wound. Birchpaw comes up to him and asks if they can go with Brackenfur and White Whitepaw to train. No, Ashfur growls. He fell and opened his wound again. Leafpool says he can't leave camp. Birchpaw's tail droops, and he watches Brackenfur and Whitepaw leave. Aww. We definitely let other people left with two apprentices, but I understand why he was like, no. Brambleclaw comes over and flicks Birchpaw with his tail, and he tells the apprentice to cheer up, and tells Ashfur that he's about to leave on patrol, he could take Birchpaw with him. Birchpaw begs Ashfur to say yes. Ashfur... Ashfur. Ashfur opens his mouth, and Brambleclaw thinks he'll refuse. Good idea, Firestar says from behind him. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, Ashfur, you have a chance to not be the worst. But Firestar, Firestar has been, he has, like, goggles, he has binoculars, and just has been watching Brambleclaw and Ashfur, like, intermittently being like, which one of you is dating my daughter? Because I am confused. <laughs> Well, Birchpaw missed a lot of training, and he shouldn't miss any more. Brambleclaw says he was going to go check the Shadow Clan border. They can renew the scent markers and check for more fox traps. Want to come hang out with me and take a pee? <laughs> Ashfur stalks off to the warrior's den, and Brambleclaw calls Sandstorm and Thornclaw to join him. It's overcast, and Birchpaw is struggling to control his excitement as they pad along quietly with the patrol. <laughs> He's Birchpaw's just, like, just like, yeah, I'm outside. I love it. Brambleclaw suggests that he go ahead and see if he can find the Shadow Clan scent markers. And Birchpaw bounds off. Brambleclaw calls for him to be careful of fox traps. Sandstorm comments that it's time he ran the itch out of his paws. Birchpaw's barely left camp since the badger attack. I just don't, I don't want him to Thorn? lose a paw. Thornclaw suggests that maybe Firestar would let Brambleclaw take over Birchpaw's training until Ashfur's well enough. Maybe, <sighs> Brambleclaw nods, trying to hide how much he liked that idea. God. He is enjoying this taste of mentorship. He's just like, I want to be a dad. Yeah. I don't know if you have the, you deserve that right, though. Ahead of them, Birchpaws beside a bramble thicket, breathing in the scent. He says he's found the scent markers. What? Brambleclaw asks. He couldn't have. Hadn't Ashfur trained this kid at all? Oh, no, they're nowhere just... near the Shadow Clan border. Shadow Clan just sucks. Birchpaw looks hurt, but he's sure. Sandstorm goes to where Birchpaw is scenting and comes back, eyes gleaming with anger. Oh. Birchpaw's right. Shadow Clan have set their scent markers just beyond those brambles. Thornclaw hisses. That's ThunderClan territory. Brambleclaw goes so to dumb. check this, this out. Like, this isn't like the Sunning Rocks. It's literally like we keep peeing in the wrong spot. Or not. Or either on purpose, whatever. It's so petty. Those are fresh, he hisses. 
If they follow them, they should be able to catch up to the patrol and ask what they think they're playing at. Yeah, do it. This isn't a bad idea. Well, he tells Birchpaw to run back to camp, tell Firestar what's happening, and send help. So Birchpaw oh, races back him. towards camp. Oh, yeah. I well, known. I guess we're going to go talk to them, but it's going to be a fight because we wouldn't go back to tell dad if we were about to beat them up. Well, Brambleclaw, Sandstorm, and Thornclaw bound in the direction of the patrol, and the scent grows stronger until they find them setting the markers. There are four Shadow Clan cats. This is so funny and gross. Cause... <laughs> and three of them are the ones that had watched Barry Kit struggle in the fox trap. Ugh, so, wow, you know, I'm, trash. I'm actually totally, I know we're not supposed to murder, but like, I'm good for these guys getting beat up. Well, so we got Russet Fur, Oak Fur, and Cedar Heart, which were the ones who'd watched Barry Kit struggling and did nothing. And then Rowan Claw is also with them. ThunderClan is outnumbered, but there's no time to wait for backup. Russet Fur, Brambleclaw called to the Shadow Clan deputy. What is she doing here? What does it look like? Russet Fur asks. Pain! Thornk. Thornclaw hisses that it looks like they're trying to steal ThunderClan territory. Brambleclaw adds that the clan boundaries had been agreed on. Every cat knows the extent of their territory. That was then, Cedarheart says. What has changed? Russet first says ShadowClan needs more space. Are we really do- are we- It has been so many books- and we're going to pull this move again? We haven't thought of a better... You guys do know last time you're like, oh, we need more space. It led to, like, really, really bad things, right? And ThunderClan is too weak to defend it anyways, since the Badgers attacked their camp. Sandstorm takes a step forward. What do they know about the Badgers? Enough. Russet Fur replies, they know ThunderClan is all too badly injured to fight them right now, and they lost their medicine cat. Brambleclaw is bewildered. It's your fault. How could they have found out about the badger attack? You. You. But he remembers three nights earlier, Leafpool had gone to the Moonpool. She must have revealed ThunderClan's weakness to Little Cloud. Literally... What did you think? How was she going to explain the fact that there wasn't a medicine cat? You, There's no you. time to dwell on that now. No, no, no. Come here. You already told someone else. Before she did. Well, we'll see how that plays out. God. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of that. Idiot. 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 Of course, your stupid half-brother who can't be trusted told someone. Get out of our territory, Brambleclaw snarled. Or they'll show them the same welcome they gave the badgers. <laughs> Russet Fur curls her lip. She doesn't think so. Brambleclaw screeches and hurls himself towards the patrol. Oh, cool. He lands on Russet Fur and his claws rake her shoulder. She tries to fasten her teeth into his throat, but he pushes her off. He holds her down with a paw and she writhes under him, eyes blazing with anger. Sandstorm is locked in battle with Oak Fur, and Rowanclaw and Cedarheart have Thornclaw pinned down. Brambleclaw aims another blow at Russet Fur, then sprang over to help Thornclaw. But Russet Fur's claws score his haunches as he bounded away. Birchpaw, hurry, he thinks. Brambleclaw leaps onto Cedarheart, Russet Fur bites his tail, and he rolls on the ground in a tangle of fur. He hardly knows what cats are his enemies. Then he hears the yowling in the distance. It grows louder. Russet Fur is clawing Brambleclaw's neck. Fox dung. She leaps away from him, and Cedar Heart wriggles from his grip. Brambleclaw staggers to his paws to see Firestar and a fresh patrol racing towards him. Firestar's just punching people. <laughs> yeah, Firestar just comes and like does like a flying leap punch mm -hmm. into Russet Fur. Well, or he throws himself onto Russet Fur, fastening his teeth into her throat, which oh. is about the cat equivalent, I think, yeah. of a flying punch. Mm -hmm. As far as I know. Yep. 
Well, she claws at him but can't get free. Squirrel Flight rushes Cedar Heart, carrying him off his paws and pinning him to the ground. So she just did like a lift and slam. Yeah, wow. And Dustpelt sinks his claws deep into Rowan Claw. And Oakfur screeches in terror as Spiderleg and Rainwhisker surge towards him. Back off, Russetfur yowled. Firestar is left with tufts of, tufts of her fur in his teeth and claws, and her throat bleeds as she retreats. Firestar flicks his tail, ordering his warriors to let the Shadow Clan cats free. So they flee. But Russetfur stands her ground a few heartbeats longer. Don't think you've won, Firestar, she spat. Shadow Clan will set a new border. Not in ThunderClan, Firestar says. Now get back to her own territory. Russetfur hisses furiously before fleeing after her clanmates. Whew. Thanks, Brambleclaw gasps as Firestar pads up beside him. <laughs> and you, Birchpaw, that was well run. He brought help just in time. <laughs> Birchpaw's like throwing up because he's so tired. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe he his came. eyes are bright, but yeah, he is like because <sighs> he ran there and then ran back. Oh yeah, but he is—he's feeling just alive, shining with joy. Yeah. So Brambleclaw explains what Birchpaw had found and how Shadowclan thought that they were too weak after the Badgerpaw attack. Badgerpaw after the Badger attack. Squirrelflight asks Brambleclaw if he's hurt, but to Brambleclaw's relief, his shoulder is no worse. He's missing pawfuls of fur from his flank, and his tail stung. Sandstorm had a clawed shoulder, and blood trickled from a scratch on Thornclaw's throat. Firestar says they should get back to camp to let Leafpool look at their wounds. Brambleclaw insists that he's fine. They need to set their scent markers along the proper border. Sandstorm says she's fine, too. But Thornclaw should head back. That throat wound could turn nasty. So Squirrelflight offers to join them. And if another Shadow Clan cat tries to set a whisker over their border, she'll show them they've made the biggest mistake of their life. Mm-hmm. I love you, girl. So when they get back to the camp after setting the border marks, there's yowls of outrage spilling from the hollow. Firestar is on the high ledge, the clan gathered around him. Mousefur yowls that they should attack their camp. Of course it's Mousefur. <laughs> Fork, of course it's her. Firestar signals for silence. They won't be attacking ShadowClan. They know as well as he does that they aren't back to full strength. And if they forced a battle and lost, it would be a disaster. But from now on, all patrols need to watch out for ShadowClan warriors on their territory. But before the meeting closes, Brambleclaw has something to say. No, he doesn't. Firestar invites him to speak. He shouldn't. Leafpool, Brambleclaw demands. Did she tell Little Cloud about the badger attack? I'm... I am... I hate you. This was... You're gonna do it this way? You're gonna do it this way? You're gonna do right? it, you're gonna do it this way rather than bringing your concerns to your leader rather than asking Leafpool privately you're going to call her out in front of everyone Hasn't this gal been through enough yeah like literally uh, like he's not even thinking about the fact of how this is gonna make her look whether it's true or not yeah oh my god. Leafpool looks confused. She told him at the moon pool. Brambleclaw asks if it never occurred to her that Little Cloud would tell Blackstar. They wouldn't have had this trouble if she had kept her mouth shut. Which is... He's projecting. Extremely rude. He's projecting. Because he already let it slip days before. And also, literally, what was she supposed to say? Yeah, our medicine cat died. Our young and fit medicine cat died. Remember the the medicine cat that saved your life and inspired you to become a medicine cat, Little Cloud? Yeah, she's just dead now, and, um... You know, it happens. Yeah. Leafpool sprang to her paws, Good. eyes flashing. Good. She had to tell Little Cloud how Cinderpelt died. Did Brambleclaw think he wouldn't want to know what happened to her? 
Brambleclaw knows he had been too harsh. Yeah, no duh. the fight duh. had shaken him. Leafpool was putting her clan at risk, and the other cats should know that. Oh! Oh my god. Brambleclaw asks if she told the other medicine cats everything. Barkface already knew, and Mothwing wasn't at the moon pool. And she angrily tells Brambleclaw that it's none of his business what she says to other medicine cats. Yeah. Brambleclaw actually- says it is if she needs to decide where her loyalties lie. She's a ThunderClan cat as well as a medicine cat. Leafpool opens her mouth to reply, but says nothing. She looks stricken. Brambleclaw realizes too late that he shouldn't have openly accused her of being disloyal. Yeah! Yeah, dude! Had you thought literally none of this out? Oh my god! How could he say something like that? Squirrelflight gives him a glare fierce enough to scorch his I was fur. about to say, I was like, um, wow, good job. You got back in her good graces and you literally jumped, you leaped, you full on threw your body out. Yeah. And you're doing it. He's literally like he he's projecting. He's got to be projecting because he knows he's betraying his clan like currently constantly repeatedly well you know yeah and is there anybody squirrel flight loves in this world more than her sister the answer is no of course leafpool is going to share important news like that with other medicine cats her mentor died for star clan's sake that matters to all medicine cats not just thunder clan i know but oh. Brambleclaw tries to interrupt, but Squirrelflight keeps on. Good, good, because he doesn't get to. He doesn't get to, but um, I meant, no, you said it, so cope. Squirrelflight says it's not Leafpool's fault or Little Cloud's that Blackstar and his warriors are mouse-brained enough to think that they could invade ThunderClan. Yeah! And besides, they just showed them how wrong they were. Brambleclaw can't meet her burning gaze. Good. I'm sorry, he mutters. You should be more sorry, than sorry. Leafpool. Go dig your grave in the in the in the dirt place. Squirrelflight is right, Firestar says from High Ledge. Blackstar is to blame for allowing his warriors to break the agreement they made. And they can all be sure of this. He'll take it up with him at the next gathering. If Blackstar wants to force a war between their clans. He'll find ThunderClan ready and waiting for him. Yeah. Would you like to hit me with a cat fact? I I would. I'm too angry to go into this cat fact. That made me so mad. Wow. You're gonna get madder. This kid makes me feel like I'm chewing glass. Like, I'm just... Hoofta. All right. Calming breath. All right. Cat fact. Last week... We, uh, when researching, uh, cat names, uh, I found one of the most popular names for cats in Germany, um, is, uh, Mushi or Mushi, Mushi. Uh, and I was like, Ooh, that name sounds familiar. Why does it sound like familiar to me? Um, and I looked it up and I realized why, uh, Mushi, uh, was the name of the cat that lived with Anne Frank when she was in the secret annex. Oh. And I thought it would be appropriate to talk about uh, this historic cat along with the other cats in Anne Frank's life. Um, Because as of recording, we're recording this on Saturday, January 28th. Yesterday, Friday, January 27th, was International Holocaust Remembrance Day. So, um, uh, and I will, heads up, uh, Yes, we are a little late. This will be out, like, in the first week of February. But, um... Y'all know we can't plan for anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, oh, wow, you know what? It's close enough. I'm just... I'm gonna go for it. And, uh... uh heads up. Uh, we'll not be dipping into too much about anything, like, uh, too graphic or upsetting um, about the Holocaust. However, I realize this topic is probably sensitive to Jewish folks overall. So um, we will have timestamps posted if you're just like not in the headspace to like, you know, even kind of think about it right now. Um, So I just want to respect that. Um, And 
basically approach this topic with uh, the utmost res uh, respect and sensitivity um, to Jewish folks and to Holocaust victims. Um, it, this will mostly be about cats, I promise. So, um, uh, so while Ma uh, Maoshi uh, brought me to this topic, um, I would like to start by talking about Anne Frank's own cat, who went by the name Morchi. Um, and it's spelled M-O-O-R-T-J-E. Morchi. Morchi. The Frank family got Morchi in uh, early 1942. Morchi's gender is a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, Anne refers to uh, the cat as a she in her diary. Um, but in other, like, sources, he was used, like, uh, like other family members, etc. Um a cat of many genders. I'm going to stick with she because I'm going to go by Anne's diary. So Anne loved Morchi. And when the family decided to go into hiding on July 6th of 1942, she begged her family to take the cat with. But unfortunately, they decided not to for their own safety. Oh, cat might be loud. You know, they they had reasons. Yeah. Um, it's what a bummer, though, to have to leave everything behind, including a beloved pet. Yeah, and we, we've talked about this previously when we talked about World War II and the effect on pets in in these countries. Yeah. Um, however, in the instructions the family left behind, a family friend did come to take Morchi and care for the cat. So, That's wonderful. Um, they they were only uh, referred to as like Tutsche. I don't know who this person is, and I hope that they were able to do that. Um, uh Either way, yeah. um, it was very upsetting, obviously, for Anne. She's a young girl and literally losing everything and um, doing something very yeah. scary and losing uh, a cat that she loved very much. Um, and this is made clear as she wrote on July 12th, 1942, so almost a week after they had gone into hiding, quote, I miss Morche every moment of the day and no one knows how often I think of her. Uh, whenever I think of her, I get tears in my eyes. Morche is such a darling and I love her so much. I dream up all sorts of plans in which she comes back again. Unquote. So, oh my goodness, that's like, heartbreaking. It truly is. Um, but, however, uh, when the Franks went into hiding in the secret annex, there was also another Jewish family that joined them and another person as well, uh, Mr. Pfeffer and the Van Pels. Um, and you guys may know i will have the full uh anne frank's house is a good source if you don't know like the full story um i've read anne frank's diary um and there's a lot of adaptations um in both like film and animations of her story um but i the van pels were another family a mom and dad and a son a 15 year old son uh peter van pels brought his cat um along so you know that's you know different family different rules uh, it ended up being, different decisions. Yeah, yep. different decisions. Um, and it was a male cat. We know this for sure. Um, uh, <laughs> named Mushi, uh, or Maushi. And uh, he was described as, quote, sprightly, lean, black tomcat, very, very friendly, unquote. Um, Aww. Which ended up being a good thing that they did bring him along because uh, they did have, like, a site. There were rats and vermin that got into the annex. Um, and thankfully, Maoshi was able to deal with that uh, for them a bit. Nice. Um, uh, you see, the secret annex, from what I understand, um, and this I didn't, I don't think it was clear to me when I realized, but uh, uh, Frank Otto and Frank's father owned this building uh, because it was like his workplace. And so it was like a house was connected and that like the secret annex was connected to a house part that was connected to a warehouse and a workspace. And that warehouse um also had cats um two cats worked there one cat like left before the uh the <sighs> frank the franks moved in to the secret annex um the but the the cat that left was nicknamed uh tommy which at the time tommy's or a tommy it was a nickname for a british soldier soldier um oh. and he got that nickname because uh the other cat who was in the warehouse, who was still in the warehouse, whose um, real name was Moffy, uh, but was ended up got the nickname uh, Boche because he bullied Tommy and Boche Aww. was a nickname for German soldiers. 
So, uh, and he was apparently, quote, big, fat, black and white tomcat with a slightly battered face, unquote, Um, which is why he did not get a very nice nickname. (laughs) And apparently he was a bully. Um, So uh, this office place and uh, the they were hidden by um, Frank Otto's like employees and like past employees who were still actively working at this place. Um, and Moshi lived with the Franks, Van Pels, and Mr. Pfeffer until their discovery and arrest. Um, and this is when the very important uh, Meep guy, uh, Heiss comes in. Uh, her name is M-I-E-P-G-I-E-S, but it's Heiss pronounced from what I saw. Um, she was one of the employees of Otto Frank who helped them hide, who helped hide them and like was very bravely went with this plan. Um, and so her and her husband were not at the office, uh, at the secret annex when it was raided. Um, and when they were discovered two people who did help them were not Jewish were there. And those two people were arrested. Um, uh, Meep Geis and her husband, they actually did help get one of those people out of prison very bravely. Um, and, That's good. Uh, but Meepguys is also the one who discovered Anne's writings and saved them. Um, Aww. She and eventually gave them to Frank Otto, who you know chose to publish them, um, which is how why we even have the story of Anne Frank's diary. Um, this, uh, this, yeah, you know, view into a very uh, scary time in history and how what people had to do to survive. Um, yeah, and she also is the reason why Mouchy was okay, um, because obviously they didn't take the cat um, when they took these people. Yeah, the cat was probably hiding, um, and uh, you know she brought Mouchy to the office, and he was an office cat for a while, um, but he was quote not he did not feel at home anymore uh, unquote obviously because his. You know, his his owner, Peter, was gone and along with the other people he had lived with for basically two years. Um, And eventually the office building cleaner, a young woman, she asked if she could take him home and they agreed. Yep, you can you can take Maoshi. So uh, Maoshi did end up with someone else living um, and was okay and cared for. Um, Yeah. uh, uh, Morche and Maoshi, their stories have been uh, remembered and uh, adapted. I found like a lot of art pieces people have done about these cats. Um, Like people have made uh, like uh, um, storyboards and like animatics and like, you know, interpreting their lives. Um, And uh, Maoshi actually had a book, a children's book written about his life uh, that is a storybook that kind of helps children understand Anne Frank's life. And, but through the perspective of a cat, Um, this was (laughs) published in 2019 uh, called the cat who lived with Anne Frank uh, written by David Lee Miller and, uh, stay Stephen J. Rubin and illustrated by Elizabeth Baddeley. Um, and this is apparently, uh, it was, you know, recently published and it's apparently being adapted into an animated film and is currently in pre-production. Oh. Um, the storybook, from what I understand, it's pretty like sticks to the facts in reality, except through like the lens of a cat. But from yeah. the film synopsis, which is apparently also being written by David Lee Miller, um, the synopsis I found seems to be like a slightly more interesting take or a, a different take. Um, it, and it is, quote, Maoshi is inspired by Anne Frank, uh, by her words, to become a freedom, fight- a freedom fighting feline hero of the Dutch animal resistance, unquote. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, the Dutch resistance was a real thing. Um, and there wasn't like an animal squad, but, uh, I guess this is an interpretation where there is one and they're fighting to, uh, All right. resist Nazi rule. Um, so. Well, if that ever makes it, we'll, uh, I guess we'll take a look. Yeah. It's currently in pre-production. So like, it probably is going to be a while if it's going to be animated. Um, but the, storybook is out there and available for folks to um read and i do know it was uh published and like i know they're working on the movie and i believe the book was also done uh with some jewish groups um for you know making sure we got all these things aligned i don't know if any of the other the people um involved with these uh are like directly jewish but i do know that they made the steps to make sure that uh jewish uh um groups were involved with like you know fact checking well that's good yeah, yeah. All right, that was today's cat fact. Well, thank you. Well, it's a full moon. You know what that means. 
we go to the moon pool. We go to a gathering. Oh, a gathering. Yeah. This is going to be fun. ThunderClan is the last to arrive. The great oak is in full leaf now. So it's just a big bushy tree. How's our bridge? Our bridge is good. Can we get that body out from under it? Oh, yeah. I remember Hawk Fro- oh, Frost dragged right. the body out. I keep forgetting that happened. <laughs> Laid it at one star's feet. Cool. As soon as Brambleclaw stepped into the clearing, he felt a strange tension around him. Cats are staring at the ThunderClan warriors, judging them with new eyes. Murmurs of cats commenting on the wound still visible on their pelt. Brambleclaw looks around, hoping to see Stormfur and Brooke. He spots Mistyfoot and asks how Prey is running in RiverClan. Fine, Mistyfoot says. She's heard they had trouble with badgers. Brambleclaw nodded, not really wanting to talk about it. He asks how Stormfur and Brooke are. Are they here tonight? Mistyfoot shakes her head. Leopardstar didn't choose them to come, but they're both fine. Her eyes shone. She must be so happy to see him. Because, you know, her brother mentored him, and she mentored Feathertail. She says she's sorry he's only staying for a short time. Brambleclaw is surprised, because they had kind of sounded like they were going to stay in RiverClan for, like, good. Oh. Maybe their welcome hadn't been as warm as Stormfur had hoped. And they weren't at the gathering. So that's kind of another, like, Brambleclaw asks if they're leaving soon. I mean, I was surprised that he thought that would go well, but, you know. Mistyfoot says she doesn't know when, but she's sure they'll want to return to the tribe eventually, won't they? So she might just be assuming, you know? Yeah. But they might not have walked into camp and said, we're going to stay here forever. <laughs> I feel like I would make that clear, but I don't usually just go to someone's house and be like, it is indefinite how long I am staying here. But okay, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, maybe they were like, ooh, weird tension, will not. She dips her head to Brambleclaw and goes to sit with the other deputies. Brambleclaw's stomach clenches at the empty space beside them at the roots. ThunderClan still has no deputy. Yep. Hi. Brambleclaw jumped with his eyes fixed hungrily on the deputies. He hadn't noticed Tawny Pelt. Our gal! Oh, yeah. He greets her. How is she? Tawny Pelt says she's fine, but what about him? She was really sorry to hear about the trouble with the badgers. Brambleclaw says sharply that he's perfectly fine, and so is the rest of ThunderClan. She's his sister, but she's also ShadowClan. He wants to be clear that ThunderClan was strong. Weird that you didn't do that same sort of thing with your brother. He adds that they'd be better if Leafpool hadn't been so quick to tell her medicine cat friends how much trouble they were in. Wow. Wow, you, um, didn't learn anything, huh? Leafpool? Tawnypelt asks, puzzled. Brambleclaw says she told Little Cloud at the moon pool. Tawnypelt says ShadowClan didn't hear it from Little Cloud. I knew he it. He never mentioned I it. it. I knew it. I knew it. Brambleclaw asks where they heard it from then. Hawkfrost I get, told Russet yeah, Fur and Cedar yeah, Hawk. This is all your fault. This is all your this is fault. All his fault. God, you idiot! You buffoon! You absolute jerk! How do you feel? I hope you feel terrible! I hope you feel absolutely terrible! You idiot! You're like, oh, this can't go bad. Me running around in secret with my evil dad and my kind of evil brother. This can't go bad. What did you think? And then you had the gall, the gumption, to call out Leaf Fool after she, like, just sacrificed everything to prove her loyalty. Oh, I hope it stings, you jerk. Also, what was Hawk Frost doing there? Well, um, they ran into each other while they were patrolling the River Clan border. Ew. So Hawk Frost told Russet Fur and Cedar Heart while they were on everyone, patrol. I bet. Oh, yeah. Brambleclaw stared in surprise. God. How would Hawkfrost have known about the badger attack if Mothwing wasn't at the moon pool with Leafpool? Are you dumb? Then an icy realization grips him. Okay. He had told Hawkfrost. Yeah. Guilt sweeps over him. 
and he can't apologize to Leafpool for accusing her, because then he'd have to explain what really happened. Do it. No, I want you to dig yourself out of this grave, bud. The grave you dug for yourself in Dirt Place. I want you to try. Well, Tawny Pelt says Hawkfrost just said he was worried. He wanted to know if ShadowClan had seen any ThunderClan cats badly wounded. Because he knew the Badgers must have done some serious damage. (laughs) Brambleclaw nods distractedly. He needs to think about this. Was Hawkfrost concerned, or did he have another motive passing the news to ShadowClan? You know. He must have known how Blackstar would react. He spots Hawkfrost sitting with RiverClan warriors. But before he can say goodbye to Tawnypelt and make his way over for him, Firestar calls for the meeting to begin. Firestar offers for Leopardstar to speak first. She says RiverClan had an outbreak of green cough. Their elder Heavy Step died. But thankfully, no other cats were infected. Uh oh. A murmur of sympathy spread through the crowd. Leafpool is sitting next to Squirrelflight, and Brambleclaw wonders why she looks so stricken. Surely there was no particular reason for her to grieve for a River Clan elder. You're really but just this is so the exact dumb. cat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, somebody died. That's sad, but I mean, Leafpool. Yeah, this is the the cat that Leafpool was supposed to save. I guess. Even or, though. or honestly, he could interpret it as, oh, she's a medicine cat, doesn't like to hear like any sort of illness going around. Yeah, like, oh, that could get to ThunderClan. You're all here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he... Leopard Star. Hmm? I don't think he empathizes or sympathizes with people unless it directly affects him. I think something's deeply wrong with him. You mean he's a Republican? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to leave that in? <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Okay. Just I want your <laughs> Oh I mean Yeah, not to psychoanalyze him, but like oh, I would love for uh 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 someone more educated in just like personalities and mental setups to just be like, what is he? Is he a psychopath? Is he a sociopath? What's wrong with him? Or is he just kinda dumb? Yeah, just kinda dumb and insensitive. That that might be it. Yeah. Leopard Star continues with better news. Mothwing has taken Willowpaw as a medicine cat apprentice. Oh, good. Hey. The clan calls out her name. Leopard Star steps back and motions for one star to speak next. But Hawkfrost rose to his paws. One moment, he says, Mothwing has some important news. Leopard Star's eyes narrow. She hadn't been expecting this. But she nods. Very well, Mothwing. What is wrong with this kid? He always talks up. Mothwing rose to her paws, and Brambleclaw thinks that she looks startled, as if she hadn't been expecting to speak. What was Hawkfrost up to now? Something trustworthy, I'm sure. Why don't we give him the benefit of the doubt? Mothwing? Leopard Star prompts her again. It's about that sign, Hawkfrost reminds his sister. Oh yes, the sign. Mothwing sounds confused. Leaf was like, like looking, like what? What? Are you are you a Catholic now? Did your brother convert you? She had a dream. What's biting her? Tawny Pelt murmurs into Brambleclaw's ear. She's a medicine cat, isn't she? She must have had loads of dreams before. Oh, Tawny Pelt, I know you don't know, but actually I really need, I need to hear this. I'm fascinated. Then tell us what the dream was, Leopard Star says coolly, and explain why she decided to announce it at a gathering instead of informing her clan leader first. Because Hawk, it's Hawk Frost, it's Hawk Frost is doing this. This is entirely yeah, Hawk Frost. I didn't. I didn't, Mothwing muttered. That was Hawkfrost's idea. But Hawkfrost says he thinks they'll understand when they hear the dream. I would, if I was Leopard Star, I'd be like, no, we will decide that back in the clan, Hawkfrost. Thank you for trying to share with the class. 
Mothwing says she's not sure if now is the right time to say anything. She may have been mistaken. Mistaken about what StarClan told her? Hawkfrost sounds shocked. But she's their medicine cat. Only she can interpret the signs of their warrior ancestors send them. Oh my god. Isn't he just the worst? He knows, too. Oh yeah. Leopard Star now seems interested. Go on. Let's hear what Star Clan told her. She's like, wow, Mothwing's never uh, told me that Star Clan's told her anything. Yeah, this is very interesting for me. This is kind of a big moment for me. Mothwing shoots Hawkfrost a resentful look before she spoke. Brambleclaw can't understand her reluctance. And Leafpool is staring at Mothwing with a look of dismay. Did she know what Mothwing was going to say? Did StarClan tell Medicine Catch something truly dreadful was coming? Something they didn't want to share with the rest of the clans yet? Leafpool's like, I know you don't get dreams. What is happening? I had a dream, Mothwing said. A cat yowls for her to speak up, so she raises her head to speak more clearly. But Brambleclaw sees the unwillingness in her. Mothwing says she dreamed she was fishing in the stream, and she saw two pebbles that didn't belong there. They were a different color from all the rest. They made the stream ripple and splash so it couldn't flow properly. Then the stream flowed faster and faster, and the current carried the two pebbles away until she couldn't see them anymore. Wow. The stream then looked just the same as always. Her voice trails off and she stares at her paws. I'm gonna assume that was about Brooke and, uh... Wow. Cats around the clearing look puzzled and they turn and whisper questions. That was not- that wasn't- I thought she was gonna say we're all gonna die again. That was- I thought this was gonna be another, like, that was- Hey, are you- was it like- did you see, like, people? Did you see two legs? No, that was it? Okay. Hey, Hopfrost, what's your deal, bro? I don't understand what, why you thought that was important. Well, and Brambleclaw doesn't understand why Leafpool looks so upset. He didn't see anything terrible about the you dream. Actually- and it certainly didn't seem to apply to all four clans. Yeah. No, Hopfrost well- is doing this to force, Leaf- to force Leopardstar to act. Well, Leopardstar demanded, what does the dream mean? Before Mothwing can reply, Hawkfrost steps forward. No, this- he thinks the meaning is clear. Obviously, there are two things in RiverClan that don't belong. Two things that don't fit in with the other cats. And like the stones, they need to be swept away. So the stream can flow as it's meant to. Okay, I, here, I'm Blackstar. All right, hey, cool. Hey, guys, we have three other clans who need to say stuff. So can you guys do this on your own time? This is not how this works. Hey, get your stupid uh, kid to stop talking at a turn always. He does. He's done this before. And it's annoying when he does, does this. It's super annoying. And also, yeah. Um, why is he giving the interpretation and not your medicine cat? Urgent whispering breaks out again. All the River Clan cats look worried. Voltooth can be heard above the rest. Does it mean Stormfur and Brook? Are they the two pebbles they have to get rid of? No, I think it should be you, Hawkfrost and uh Voltooth. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Just like I, yeah, yeah. Like honestly. Brambleclaw gulped. Did StarClan really believe that Stormfur and Brook didn't belong in RiverClan? No, obviously your your evil dad made that up and told Hogfrost. Tawny Pelt digs her claws hard into the ground. If any cat lays a paw on Stormfur, I'll... Hawkfrost snaps at her to keep out of it. It's RiverClan business. But why did you bring it up in front of all of us? It sounds to him as if StarClan would be angry if they allowed Stormfur and Brook to stay. There are other- this is dumb! You guys don't know anything about bureaucracy! I- I've- I was Firestar, I'd be like, um, okay, cool. Shut up! Who is this guy? That's ridiculous, Mistyfoot says, springing to her paws. 
Stormfur is a river clan cat. Stop, Mothwing begs. Hawkfrost. She told him he that she doesn't know what her dream meant. Not exactly. Please don't read a meeting into something that might not be there. She'll wait for another sign from Star Clan. Hawkfrost glares at her. Leopard Star looks embarrassed and furious. I would be so mad at him. If this comes back at Mothwing at all, it's... Leopard Star, are you gonna let another man run your clan for you? Right? Last time that didn't work out. Why bro. are you letting him, this guy? I would honestly, he is so, he is, mm, this, he's not even like trying to, he's not even doing it cleverly. Like, yeah, it was kind of, no. he was smart to do it in front of everyone because now everyone knows and like it puts Leopard Star on the spot. But also, all I'm seeing is this guy disrespecting Leopard Star immensely and her medicine cat. Yeah. He's, like, not being smart about this, so it lets me know that this was definitely Tiger Star's plan. Yes, she meows tersely. They won't do anything until Mothwing knows more. And Mothwing, make sure to come to her first. Mothwing bows her head and sat. Yeah, and Leopard stop Star talking to your brother. One He's star. kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So Leopard Star beckons for one star again to speak. <laughs> Once there's like, and uh, we actually have this is only actually half of the drama of this tonight's gathering. Are you kidding me? So we'll probably pick up the rest of it next week because we're about to get uh, we're about to get real angry over here. What is one star about to do? I thought we were cool. Oh wait, no. You want to hear what one star wants to yeah. say? Yeah. Oh, is he not about to drop a drama bomb? Wind Clan doesn't have much to report. Cool. Everything is peaceful and they have plenty of prey. Firestar, to you. Okay, I'll take it. So, but, uh, but you know, we have that issue with Shadow Clan that we have to bring up. So, what's that about? Um, and you know. Yeah, I mean, I know that's about to. Yeah, <laughs> so no, Wind Clan's cool. Wind Clan's just like, yeah, actually, we're all like pretty solid over here. We decided to stop fighting those guys constantly. It's not, it ends up not being a good idea ever. Yeah, one star's like, well, we uh, can't really beat that, can we? That was that um, was embarrassing. <laughs> hey guys, um, that was a lot. Actually, I do have a quick comment. Um, since we don't actually have that much news, I would like to make a request. If we have something that's clan specific, you keep it to your clan from now on, because that was um, not to not to name names, <laughs> but uh, huh, that was uh, yeah. embarrassing. I, I mean, Leopard Star. Leopard Star agrees. Leopard Star is like, <laughs> and Brambleclaw's like, oh man, Mothwing's gonna get such a talking when she gets home. Like, why would it be Mothwing's fault? That was entire. Are you? You're dumb. Did you not just see what your brother? What your brother did? No. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't understand. But Mothwing is wow. the medicine cat. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's really unfair. And yeah, Mothwing's probably gonna be blamed for it, even though this is all Hawkfrost and. uh we know, Brambleclaw doesn't know, but we know that Mothwing does not have contact with Star Clan. So where do you think she got this vision? Hawkfrost, Hawkfrost from, uh, yeah, yeah, probably from Dad, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Dark Place. Uh, yeah. So, but but we'll have some fun with. Uh, we'll see what Black Star has to say about why the heck they were trying to take their territory. <sighs> What's that excuse? Yeah, what's what's happening there? Um, well, folks, if you want to have such a dramatic meeting with your colleagues that it ends up taking two podcast episodes, <laughs> then um, s tell us all about it on Twitter and Instagram at WCWITCast, <laughs> um, or shoot us an email at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to help with the podcast, uh, best way you can do that is uh, share it with a friend. Say, hey, Brambleclaw continues to lose, continues to lose all of any respect we had for him. Just like he didn't just put it like a foot in his mouth. He like shoved his own leg down his throat. And like if he had thought maybe part of for like butt. two seconds prior. Apparently he did think about it and did not think that hard because he didn't see any issue with any of the things he said. I mean, I think it was a fair assumption that maybe Little Cloud heard it from Leafpool and told Blackstar. Is 
does that mean you can go up and shout about no. it? No. And also, with a plot twist, it was your fault. Yeah, it was entirely your fault, bro. So, like, you better bring Leafpool the best fresh kill for, like, the next f- six moons. Honestly, just, like, that or leave her alone. <laughs> I, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, don't talk to her. Just, just... You know, send the apprentice, like, oh, this yeah. is the best prey. Hey, Birchpaw, go give that to Leafpool. Bramblecaw, I need you to just stop. If he wants to start to be deputy, he's got to stop all this nonsense. Yeah, all this nonsense. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. <laughs> and this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> Thank you.